popping y'all welcome to black girl working validation self-care and support for today's black and talented professional queens because you deserve to preserve that magic sis i'm your host tash and this is of course the very first episode yes thank you so much for stopping by To give you a little bit of background on me, I'm a National Board Certified Counselor, currently working within the field of career services, but my real passion and most important work is doing this right here, dishing advice and putting you and me, so really us sis, on game when it comes to thriving through work. Okay, now that that is out of the way, I have to say it is a day a million and five of COVID lockdown. And oh, honey, this black girl working while mama thing is rough. You feel me? But it's all good. (laughs) Today is a good day and we've got a great discussion to dive into. So let's get it. All right, so today we are going to talk a little bit about the Share the Mic Now movement that took place on IG yesterday. Um, If you were unfamiliar, what had happened was 46 black women took over the IG accounts of 46 influential white women in an effort to amplify black female voices and their contributions to change. Okay, so an excerpt from the mission statement of this movement reads, Today, more than ever, it is necessary that we create a unifying action to center black women's lives, stories, and calls to action. We need to listen to black women. Amen. True words never spoken. All right. So ladies, by the likes of Lady Gaga, Gwyneth Paltrow, Julia Roberts, Brene Brown. Y'all know I'm not about to name off of these ladies. You, you get it. It was 46 of them. Um, all gave over those IGs oh so graciously for this wonderful cause. Now, we know that this is largely in response to the recent and um, tragic deaths of George Floyd, Ahmaud Arbery, and Breonna Taylor. At the hands of police. And um, honestly, I can say that this was pretty dope. You know, women using their collective influence to hear the voices of us who usually don't get the mic or will stray get the mic snatched when it is our moment to speak. Um, however, I will say that I, you know, Don't get me wrong when I say this, because I genuinely do feel that this was a like a smooth move. I really do feel that nothing but respect for the ladies who participated in this initiative yesterday. Um, However, as a black woman, I can't lie. I was a little frustrated, a little tight that, you know, this is what it requires. Right. So this is it takes for um, white women to literally vouch for us, give us their space in order for people to listen. Um, and excuse me, y'all, Lord, I hope y'all can't hear my baby, Jesus. Um, but yes, so that was really frustrating for me as a woman of color, as a black woman, to just think about that, like, literally, it don't matter what I say or what platform I said, you know what? I'm not even going to go down that rabbit hole. Um, what I will say 
is my second thought was, um, when do girls really black girls in particular get their opportunity to really define and develop their voice in the first place? Like, I just think back to my own childhood where you get those cautionary tales of girls who are too loud or too much attitude or too aggressive or too angry. And you learn to edit your persona. You learn to edit the things that you say and the things that you do um, when you're in certain spaces because you don't want to be seen as too much of whatever. Um, and I think that it just continues the older that you get, you get into the professional world of work, um, and that editing becomes full on assimilation. And then you're just kind of like literally never given the chance to develop your own thoughts, your own ideas, um, your own identity or essence as a professional. And that is challenging, bro. Like I, I, you know, I was just thinking about all of the women that I've grown to love all the beautiful black queens that I know and speak to on a regular basis um that I vent to and they vent to me um and just the fact that again we are not allowed the space to develop our ideas within the workplace for a variety of reasons um and honestly how do you truly find and mold your voice if there's no space to be your authentic self if you don't even know what that looks like within the workplace so I was quite interested in this and I actually ran across a little bit of research on the phenomena, um, what's actually happening here. Um, interestingly enough, there is a company by the name of Catalyst who has been conducting research centered around the career experiences of women of color since 1997. And they put out a piece of work, um, piece of work, Lord, a body of work if if you will, um, back in 2014, Lord Tasha, 2004 was the year, y'all. It was 2004, I promise, um, by the name of Advancing African-American Women in the Workplace, What Managers Need to Know. Now, y'all, I literally have never read anything more validating as a professional, and it's really wild that I say that because this was literally put out 16 years ago, and I was not yet within the professional world of work back then. So it's really wild to me that like nothing has really changed for black women within the professional setting. Um, I found one thing particularly interesting y'all. Okay. So check this out. Um, so you've heard the term glass ceiling, right? You know, the glass ceiling that's there, um, for women in particular, blocking our advancement of the career ladder, um, we hear about this all the time. Well, check this out. So this research actually refers to something called the concrete ceiling. Um, and they say that women of color often categorize the barriers that they encounter as more dense and less easily shattered. Um, and I mean, it just makes sense. Think about glass compared to concrete. Like there's so much more to get through there. Um, and the reason why is because we just experience a few more barriers. Um, and when I say a few, I, you know, don't take it lightly. Um, some of those barriers include stereotypes, visibility. Now, visibility can be, um, 
you know, people not necessarily seeing you, not val- not valuing, you know, your voice and what you have to contrib- contribute, um, but also, you know, scrutiny or being seen a little bit too much, right? Like, so sometimes micromanaging can fall within this area, you know, when somebody is just kind of like all over you for no reason, just assuming that you can't do X, Y, and Z, um, which you really don't have any issue doing, that definitely falls in that area of scrutiny, uh, questioning of authority and credibility. Lord have mercy. If you say anything, you better have the facts to back it up because they're going to, you know, like try to punch a hole in anything that you have to say. Lack of fit. Um, I can attest to this one personally in sitting in on interview teams where, you know, there would be black girls who would come in for positions and they would kill it. They would check every box. The resume would be clean. The interview would be spotless. Everything would be dope. And still yet, you know, you would hear people say things like, oh, well, she lacks passion. Like what? How could you unwarrant it completely? Um, That lack of fit, quote unquote, the double outsider status. So not only Am I a female experiencing that glass ceiling and those gender differences? I'm also black. (laughs) So it's like a double threat there for me, as well as exclusion from informal networks. Bro, it happens. It happens. The cliques form. People, listen, I choose to believe that people don't like intentionally exclude others now. I'm likely wrong on this, but play with me here. Play with me here. I choose to believe that. And, you know, I know that a lot of it is a result of psychology, like personalities, you know, people that look like you have similar experiences. All of those things make people gravitate toward each other. And if you are not mindful then it could be easy to leave someone out. Okay. Um, Happens all the time. If you are the only little brown or black speck within a sea of white, and there are very few people or no one who looks like you, if people are not careful or, you know, mindful of the way that they are programmed, their own biases, then it can be easy for someone to be left out. Right. Um, but most importantly, out of all of this, uh, there was one sentence that, that stood out to me and that sentence said, African American women sometimes set boundaries and use guardedness in response to work challenges. Now this was particularly like mind blowing to me because I felt triggered y'all. Like I felt like. I really did feel like somebody was coming for me because it made me think of myself within the world of work and just like how with my friends and my family, I am so open and so charismatic and just so willing to, you know, just be an open book. Like, yes, baby, you know, come on. But at work, I'm not that person. Like I'm, I'm, I do tend to be a little bit more guarded and, you know, it's not as easy for me. And so 
it just it was affirming for me because it was just like oh okay so basically I've been trying to protect myself this entire time and I ain't even know it and at the same time it was actually causing me to like repress my authentic self or my authentic work self um so yeah y'all it's just been a lot that was a lot for me to kind of take in um and then let's not mention the fact that we get so many different messages about the worth of our voices and the consequences of speaking out like I said earlier you know we get all of those cautionary tales of the bad black girls you know who are over disciplined and don't get that same level of respect and then you you take into consideration you know just just the fact that you know our achievements are undermined and we don't necessarily like nothing about being a black woman fits nothing about being a black woman fits the the typical mold and so y'all we're breaking free of that today okay we are breaking free of that today because the great news here is that if you find yourself in a similar situation to where, you know, maybe you are a person who is a little bit more hesitant in speaking up or challenging the status quo or defining your own work voice, then, you know, we we got we got the tea for you, baby. We got we got you. We got you, baby. OK, so. I was able to find some feedback from some top female executives. Now, they're not all black and that's completely fine. Like, it's pretty diverse group. I still felt like what was said was applicable here. So the first thing um, that Krista Quarles um, of Open Table tells us is that to really get to know yourself, you want to try to do a mental review of your work every night, especially if things have challenged you or made you uncomfortable. Ask yourself, was I acting in, in accordance with my personal values today? Um, and so that really good, really makes you just stay in touch with those things that keep you grounded those things that are tied to your authentic self. And so that, you know, if you do find yourself getting off balance or getting off center or gravitating away from your values, then you can kind of, you know, about face or figure out how to adjust to make it a little bit more balanced for you. I definitely agree with that. So Janice Bryant Howroyd, founder, CEO of the Act One Group. And I got to say, Aggie pride because sis is an alum of the I'm not I'm not going there just say Aggie pride and get it out of the way <laughs> um but don't let others own your ideas and y'all I love this one I love this one so basically she says we've all heard for years about the self-made man but today the self-made person is not a truth nobody succeeds alone we're all part of a greater fabric so it's okay to look to others for help but and big but here by the same token don't let anyone steal your power and make your story theirs don't let anyone steal your power like y'all just because somebody doesn't necessarily agree with you or take everything that you know you think or that you know just because somebody doesn't see the same vision that you see that doesn't necessarily mean that you're off track or that 
you should just automatically edit because you know there was a reason that you were given that vision and not just anybody else to do something with okay um so just be really mindful of and really protective of your own thoughts and your own ideas and really do the work of kind of sorting out okay is this my thought or is this something that I'm taking on of someone else's but above all else just like um sister Janice here says don't let anyone steal your power or make your story theirs so third one here speak up and this is coming from the co-founder and co-CEO of Brilliant Earth, Beth Gerstein. And she says, come prepared to all meetings. Y'all, I love this one. Know what you're there to discuss. And if you have something to add, speak up. If needed, give yourself a pep talk before the meeting and memorize a couple of your talking points so you're free to make eye contact with others in the room when the opportunity arises to speak. Y'all, this this is really powerful, particularly with the like um, hyping yourself up piece. Sometimes you need to do that. Y'all, I do it all the time. If there's something that I know that I want to bring up in a meeting, you know, I might say it three or four times in front of a mirror or just to myself, just repeating it. Um, my husband be thinking I'm crazy, y'all, because I really do. I do it a lot. I do it a lot because, you know, it makes me more comfortable it makes me more comfortable. And so when that time does come and my anxiety is already kind of high because I already told you I don't really like to talk in meetings. Um, <laughs> I'm still able to say what I need to say because I've already practiced it. I'm, I'm, I'm prepared. I feel confident and competent. And really and truly, that's what that's what we need, y'all. That's what we need. All right. And so the fourth and last tip here, we can kind of incorporate into defining and finding our own voice is to seek mentorship. And this is so important, y'all. Autumn Manning, co-founder and CEO of You Earned It, says to surround yourself with a diverse set of mentors and advocates that will come in handy through the course of your career. Don't be afraid to shoot higher than you should. Senior executives often love sharing their wisdom with others. So I found this very valuable because, you know, particularly as a black woman, it can it can feel very lonely, especially if you're in spaces of um, where there aren't many people who look like you, um, same experiences as you. And so seeking out someone who maybe has been there before. Um, and can kind of lead you and guide you on game is, is crucial. It's crucial. And I have found this to be true to where like you'd be surprised how receptive someone would be to you just reaching out, um, and saying something like, can I learn from you? You know, it's really powerful. It's really powerful to, to create those relationships. And how does it help you define your voice? Well, when you are, in a mentorship relationship with someone, then it does help with your confidence because this is someone who can kind of give you feedback on things. Um, And a lot of times that can be positive feedback. And when it's not necessarily positive feedback, it's constructive feedback to where you can definitely, you know, make, you can tweak and still, you know, add your own values, voice and ideas, but tweak as as needed and necessary. Um, And so, yeah, I just, 
I found these four tips really helpful for me and they're definitely something that I'll incorporate into my day-to-day workspace but just curious like how do y'all feel about it are y'all good with these do you think these are something that you can incorporate let me know and um we're gonna take a break real quick and when we get back we are gonna talk about getting to silence your inner critic so stay tuned all right baby so we've talked a lot about voices this episode and i know you cannot wait to go and just blow the professional world wide open with your newly defined and strengthened authentic voice and girl i love it can't wait to hear about it now there's one other voice i feel like we have to address those is like we have to and i feel like i would be irresponsible if we didn't really talk about it so was good you know exactly what voice i'm talking about the one that doubts you tells you that you'll never do this thing or accomplish that thing or that it's too late for you to do x or z or accomplish whatever goal it is that you've put your mind to doing now that's the voice i'm talking about and obviously it's something that or not so obvious. I'm not going to say obvious because maybe it's not obvious to you as it was not obvious to me that this is something that we all struggle with. And we just got to be real about it and rise above. I'm sorry, y'all. Again, triggered, triggered. <laughs> but let's unpack what's happening here because it's getting in the way of you and me accomplishing a lot of dope things and we cannot have that happen. So if you're curious, we each And every one of us have this constant inner dialogue that's happening in our heads 24, 7, 8 days a week. Where You know how like people be like 25, 8 and whatever. You know what I'm saying? All of of that. Now, we all have this dialogue and it can be really helpful in helping us work toward our goals and doing the things that we really want to do in life. However... When that conversation starts to, you know, limit your ability to believe in yourself and your own abilities in general or your ability to reach your potential. Excuse me, that's when we consider it negative self-talk. Now, negative self-talk, again, is any thought that diminishes your ability to make positive changes in your life or have the confidence in yourself to do so. So, of course, Like I said, this is something, or maybe I didn't say it, y'all. I don't know. I'm a mess. I'm sorry. But just being transparent with y'all, this is something that I personally struggle with quite a bit. It can be the difference between like me actually going for something that I can reasonably accomplish and like running and hiding. And that is not something that is okay or that... I necessarily actively warrant. And so I'm always looking at ways to mitigate that, to work around it, to rise above it. And so what I want us to talk about today are a few strategies to kind of help you if maybe you're in the same boat. So what do you do about it? Well, first, the first thing you're going to do, sis, is you have to notice it. You have to acknowledge it. In order to get a hold on this thing, you have to first be aware of what's going on. You can't do nothing about something you know nothing about, right? So acknowledge that it's happening when it's happening. 
So the next thing you're going to do is to recognize that, baby, this is not you. This is not your authentic voice. <laughs> Again, speaking, when you find yourself in a spiral of negative self-talk, just know that it thrives when you believe that it's your authentic self that is speaking. So what you want to do is, you know, recognize that, listen, boo, you were not born with these thoughts. This is old stuff that has been internalized because of outside influence, other people's criticism, expectations, standards, you name it. It's not you, boo. So it's no way that it could possibly be the truth, right? One way that you want to recognize that or that you can kind of add some space between you and this voice is to, of course, give it a name. You know, you, you might make it cute. I'm not going to give you my name because it's a clean show and I'm not going to get into that. But, you know, you might give it something stank or you might give it something, you know, truly genuine. I don't know. But name that thing, girl, so that you know that it's not you. It's not you. Then what you're going to do is you're going to talk back to it. So, y'all, that ain't even my baby yelling. My goodness. My bad. So sorry about that. But you're going to talk back to it. You have to reclaim your policies. You got to talk to this thing. You got to tell it that you don't want to hear what it has to say. When you do this, you give yourself a sense of choice in the thoughts that you think. So the second that it tells you you won't, you say, and will, and you go on about your business. The next thing that you're going to do is you're going to replace this voice. So the best way to defeat negative self-talk and this inner critic is to have an even stronger ally on your side. You boo, you boo, you need to grow an inner voice that acts as your own best friend. And in order to do this, you need to start noticing the good things about yourself. And this is not always easy to do. And you know, it doesn't always have to be like huge things that, you know, are super deep into your psyche and, and whatever, or like huge feats. It could just be like, you're great at cracking jokes or like you're an admirable person, you're resilient, you're strong, you're determined, you come up with really great ideas, you're innovative. I mean, you see things through. It could be anything, y'all, but just having more positive thoughts about yourself instead of those limiting beliefs, you'll start to see that you'll start to have those limiting thoughts a lot less if you're replacing them with things that are actually positive and productive to the goals that you want to reach. And I feel like I'm rambling. So I'm just going to go through the list one more time for us so that you guys are clear and that we have this in our ready, um, what's it called? Lord Jesus. So we have this in our back pocket. We'll just say that for today. So one, notice it. Hey, what's up? Two, recognize that this isn't you speaking, not me, sis, not, not even in, not even taking it in. I don't care if you're in my head, you about to be out because you're not a part of me. Talk back to it. Okay. You said I won't again and will. All right. Four, you're going to replace the voice. So again, boo, you just so beautiful and brilliant and blessed and, and tenacious and charismatic and like there's nothing that you can't do. So forget what that voice is saying. So that's what my in, internal self-talk sounds like you know when i'm trying to be a little bit more positive um but those are four ways that you can really really start to impact your negative self-talk and change it to an advocate that will help you towards meeting your goals
So we have reached the end of our time together and I just want to say thank you for stopping by. Look, I tried to even come up with a little freestyle, you know, to jazz it up a little bit. It's not my portion, sis. It's not going to happen, but at least I can give you a thank you and welcome you and invite you to come back to talk about some more topics next week, girl, because this will be a weekly installment. And I'm so excited about the beginning of this beautiful relationship between you and I. So I'm going to go ahead and end things off with a quote by a beautiful queen by the name of Malebo Safodi, who says, the voice of a black woman should always be herself. No edits, no erasure, no pressure, no expectations, no additions, no intruders. And what a dope, what a dope way to end this show. Completely summarizes everything that we've talked about. So stay safe, beautiful. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Bye. Earlier in the show, I made a statement about the death of Ahmad Arbery. While he was not killed at the hands of police, as I previously stated, it does not negate the disgusting way in which he left this world. It also does not negate the many lives and families that have been impacted by the violence of police throughout this country. Black lives have, do, and always will matter.